Well, this is truly the day the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. And I pray before you leave here in the next few minutes that I'll convince you even more to rejoice and be glad in it. Because I want to share with you this morning the depth and the understanding from the Word of God about the Father's blessing. And the Father's blessing in the heart of our Father God and how it is extended towards you so that it will impact and change your life today and take every day of your life into a whole different realm. Praise God. So let's look at studying God's Word today and the Father's blessing. And before we leave here, we're going to pray that through the preaching of the Word, your faith has come to a new level for you to reach out and appropriate this teaching, appropriate this truth, and that you can take the Father's blessing home with you in a way maybe you haven't in a long time or ever in your life, and it will change everything, everything. So if you've got any pain, any hurt, any disappointment, any mistakes, anything that you are bringing up to this point, in this prayer, let's turn it over to the Lord. Let's turn the past over to the Lord and say, God, prepare me, cleanse me, and prepare me to receive your word, this truth, and that I can receive this truth and go forth changed by it. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. God, we thank you. God, you've given us this word that is sharper than a double-edged sword. I pray it will cut the ties of anything that we are attached to that is not of you. That it will cut the ties of anything the devil has tried to put like a spider web on us. That it would sever it and free us today, Lord God, with this double-edged sword, Lord God, that we might go forth into your blessing, that we might go forth into a future that you have planned for us, and that we can bring glory and honor to you. I pray as we study your word, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word, that our faith's going to come to another level, Lord. And we're going to receive your word, and it's going to become truth, and it's going to become reality in our lives today. Lord, we give you the praise, and we give you the glory, and we give you the honor for everything that's going to be accomplished here today. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. How about turn to somebody and say, Get ready, get ready, get ready. <coughs> For the Word of God. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13, we're talking about the blessing of the Father. The blessing of the Father. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Stop at verse 13. We've got to massage that for a few minutes. Because remember, this word is causing our faith to rise. You said, I've heard this before. Let me tell you what. As we hear the word, faith comes. So let faith come to a whole nother level as you hear it again. Amen. Don't just have heard it before and don't hear it. Hear it again. Here it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse. You don't have to live under the curse. The curse puts chains on you. The curse puts ropes on you. The curse binds you. The curse holds you back. The curse causes you to travel in the ways of pain, in the, in the ways of, of heartache, in the ways of destruction. But He has redeemed us from the curse. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And how did He do it? He redeemed us from the curse by becoming a curse for us. He took on the curse. And it's so important we understand how He took on the curse so He was not disqualified. Because if He took on the curse by, being, uh, by sinning and coming under the curse, then Jesus' sacrifice would not pay our sin debt and wash our sin as white as snow. How many of you done some things in the past? How many of you made some mistakes? How many of you made some decisions in the past that you wish you had not? And, and if there was any way you could erase it, you would erase it. Anybody in here? 
Well, let me tell you what. The blood of Jesus, because it was sinless blood, erases it. Erases it. The Bible says it is cast as far as the sea, uh, cast into the sea of, unfor of forgetfulness, never to be brought up again as far as the east is from the west. So when you are redeemed by the blood of Jesus because it was sinless blood, though your sin be as scarlet, it will be white as snow, the Bible says. Come on now. We need to rejoice in that because all of us has got some stuff of the past that if it were ever brought up again, we would not be smiling as big as we're smiling right now. I guarantee you. So thank you, God, for giving us your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for being born of the virgin, born sinless, and living 33 and a half years sin-free so that your blood can cleanse us. So he, was, so he didn't take on the curse by sinning so that he could have blood qualified to redeem us. So how did he do it? Well, the Bible tells us right here. He says he took on our curse by becoming a curse for us, for cursed is he who hangs on the tree. See, God had put his provision in the Old Testament that if you hung on a tree, a curse would come upon you. Cursed is he who hangs on a tree. So that when Jesus went to the cross, that he took our curse upon him. Hallelujah. So that he didn't have to sin to take our curse on him, just he had to go to the cross to take our curse on him. That's why when they tried to stone Jesus, they couldn't kill him. When the mob tried to said they were going to kill him, they couldn't kill him. Everything they tried to do, they couldn't kill him. Jesus said, even as Pilate was talking, he says, nobody takes my life. He says, nobody takes my life. I lay down my life. He says, I'm basically, I'm going to the cross on a purpose. I have a mission to get on that cross. Because when I hang on that cross, you're not going to kill me at the whipping post. You're going to, I'm going to die on the cross. Because when I hang on that cross, I take the curse on me. That, that way I take the curse off of my sons and daughters. And I can give them the blessing. Hallelujah. He didn't want us just to be curse free. He wanted the blessing to come on us. Look at verse 14. He took the curse so that, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the, even the Gentiles, us in Christ. If we're in Christ, we can have the blessing come upon us. How many of you have ever sung the song, Father Abraham? Anybody want to stand up and sing it right now? Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Mm. Right on. Okay, you got it. You got it. Good, good, good. <clears throat> so that the blessing of Abraham, Father Abraham, he wanted the Father's blessing that he gave to Abraham to come on each and every one of us. And that word blessing that he wants to come on us comes from the Greek word uh, eulogia. We get our word eulogy from that word eulogia. And it means fine speaking, accommodation. So it means as we speak fine, we speak highly, we speak good things. How many of you know the, the vilest of sinners can die and folks get up at their funeral and say the nicest things? And a lot of times folks are scratching their head and said, I think I've gone to the wrong funeral. This can't be so-and-so's funeral. <laughs> there wasn't that much good in him. Okay. But that's the eulogy, okay? Oh, that fine speaking. 
Well, that's the word blessing that we find there in Galatians, which literally means the impartation of the supernatural power of God into a human life by the spoken word of God over that life. So we can take and we can speak God's heart, we can speak God's will, we can speak God's word over another life, and we can impart the supernatural favor of God on them through the speaking of that. That's why we see how God put it on Abraham. He put the blessing on Abraham in Genesis 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. And God said, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. God is speaking. I will make you a great nation. Look, I will bless you and I will make your name great. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. So this blessing is going to be so amazing that it's not something that you just consume all to yourself, but it spills over your life. And now you will be a blessing to those around you. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth, all the families of the earth. Say, I'm one of those. All the families of the earth shall be what? Shall be blessed. Hallelujah. So in speaking these words to Abraham, God actually placed the blessing on him. Say, the blessing. He placed the blessing on him, and God graced Abraham with the blessing by his words. And all Abraham had to do was what? Believe God. That's all he had to do was believe God. And when he would believe God, he would receive whatever God said. The same is true for you and me. All we have to do is believe God and we can receive what God is saying. So all he had to do was get up from where he was and move forward to where God was telling him to go and he began to start walking in the blessing by faith. Hallelujah. And as he was walking, he was passing on the blessing to others. Uh, that's what God said. That will make you a blessing that you can be a blessing to everywhere you go. I'm here to tell you that it's the same for you and me today for us to receive the blessing of God, this impartation, this supernatural impartation of power. See, God has a supernatural impartation of power. He wants to get on you this morning. He wants to get it on your household. He wants to get it on your health. He wants to get it on your finances. He wants to get it on your relationships. He wants to get it on your heart. He wants to get it on your soul. He wants to get His blessings on you. And we see that the Scripture shows that through example, God would use delegated authority that would speak over a life, the will of God, and if they would believe it, they could receive it, and it would be theirs. Let me give you an example in Numbers 6, 22. The Bible says, the Lord came to Moses, and, and God says to Moses, come here, come here, we've got to have a meeting, staff meeting Moses. And Moses says, yes, God, what do you want? He says, I want my blessing to continue. My blessing's been on Abraham. My blessing's on you. I want my blessing to continue. And he says, uh, Moses says, okay, how do you want to continue it? He said, the same way it's come up to this point, but I want to make it a point of record. Make, take, the, take the notes down. He says, I want you to go to Aaron. Aaron is my appointed authority. He's the high priest. He's appointed authority. I want you to go to Aaron, and I want you to speak to Aaron and his sons, all of those that I've got a, a position of authority over my people. And here's what I want you to say to Aaron and his sons. This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. 
So God says, in this staff meeting with Moses, he says, I want my blessing to go on to my children, my children, 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 children. I want it down to June, the, what's the day? The 18th, 2017, Father's Day at Christian Embassy. He said, I want my blessing to be available to them on that Sunday as well. So, so Moses is writing this down. What do you want me to have Aaron and his sons say? So they can pass on the blessing. This is it. The Lord bless you. And keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. So here in this text, the high priest of Israel is speaking a blessing from God to the people and the blessing of God flows through the high priest to the people and they are, as they receive it, they are instantly and supernaturally marked with the blessing because God said, I will bless them. Hallelujah. I'm here to convince you today that God wants you blessed. I'm here to try <clears throat> and come against every lie and every falsehood that Satan has ever tried to tell you and get you convinced from the Word of God and by the Spirit of God to walk out of here receiving the blessing of God to take it into the remainder of this day, the remainder of this week, and the remainder of this year, and the remainder of your life. Let me give you a little brief history of the blessing. This is so important to God that He shows us the blessing throughout the Word of God. Starts in the Garden of Eden, there with Adam and Eve. The first thing He did when He created Adam and Eve, in Genesis 1 and 28, the Bible says, and God blessed them. He creates us, breathes into our nostril the breath of life, and the very first thing He says over us is, I bless you. And he gives us a threefold blessing. I bless you to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, God wants increase in your life. He wants increase. The devil wants decrease. The Lord wants increase. The devil wants to take away from you. God wants to add to you. The devil wants to set you back. God wants to set you up. He says, from the very beginning when I created man, I blessed them and I said, I want increase in your life. I want you to expand. I want you to go from glory to glory and faith to faith. I want you to go to the next level. God wants great things for His children. Hallelujah. And then he says, and for them to have dominion. With this blessing, you would have dominion or subdue the earth that you would rule over and have dominion. And this word ruling over or dominion literally means everything living in the sea, everything that's living on the earth, everything that creeps upon the earth, everything that he says you are to be over it rather than it over you. That means, let me tell you now, that means that you in the eyes of God, you are better than a spotted owl. You are better than a certain type of rare plant or species. We are not a spotted owl. We are the crown of God's creation. Now the devil tries to distort that in any way that he can, but you must see who you are. You are the crown of God's creation and He has given us dominion and with that dominion comes responsibility. I'm not uh, uh, saying that it shouldn't be we shouldn't be responsible, but things of such is not uh, better in the eyes of God than you. You, the sons and daughters of God, are the crown of His creation. Hallelujah. 
So he created us and he blessed us. First thing he did. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, we see when God is now <clears throat> building a family and he's going to, out of this family, he's going to bring his son, the Messiah, through this bloodline. And he calls Abraham Messiah, Abraham Messiah. And he says to Abraham in Genesis 12 and 3, I will bless you and I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And from that day forward, it has been God's foreign policy statement towards Israel, the state of Israel. He says, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And I'm here to tell you, we need to understand as we read through the Scripture that, that God is really concerned with the physical place of Israel. Okay? It is truly in covenant, and we find that even in the wrap-up of the book of Revelation, that covenant will be fulfilled. So we, we see that, but it didn't limit it to that. He said, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So this is also God's policy for every child of God who calls on the Son of God, Jesus Christ, His Lord and Savior. Everyone who blesses you will be blessed, and everyone who curses you will be cursed. Hallelujah. See, the blessing of Abraham literally structured the destiny of the world and, and this was passed on from Abraham. He passed it on uh, to Isaac. And then Isaac, we see, passed it on to Jacob. And then Jacob passed it on to his 12 sons and his grandsons. And that, was, that blessing kept passing on. And now Jesus, even in Galatians 3, has made it available to be passed on to us. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Father. Now, as we study how to pass on the blessing... We do our Old Testament study, and we can't stop there, but we must move into the New Testament as well. So in our Old Testament study of how to pass on the blessing, we see that uh, one way was through appropriate touch, meaningful and appropriate touch. When Isaac released the blessing over Jacob, he drew Jacob near him, touched his arm. The Bible says, and he kissed him, Genesis 27, 28. So, he, so, so I'm here to say kissing and hugging and laying on of hands uh, were a way of uh, imparting the blessing or bestowing the blessing. So you fathers, you, it is very important uh, for us to touch our children in a meaningful and appropriate way. I'm telling you, hugs are therapeutic. It's been scientifically proven that hugs reduce stress, that hugs release hormones that bring healing in the body, that hugs do so much when they're meaningful and appropriate hugs. Let me tell you what, I love hugging my children. I hugged my big 19-year-old this morning. I've hugged my 10-year-old going on 11-year-old this morning. I've hugged my daughter, 13 years old, who is not going to get a ring for marriage for many, many, many years. I hugged her this morning. Hallelujah. And, uh, and it's just so important uh, that touch is, is, is a, and, and, and that is so important to them as well. Then we see the ways of the Old Testament of passing on the blessing was that, that through meaningful and appropriate touch and through spoken word. And now I've been talking about that ever since I opened up, uh, the importance of speaking the word. Now, I would say it's probably sad that in too many homes today, there's a silence when it comes to speaking blessings over our children. And silence uh, of a blessing communicates confusion. Because the enemy is the accuser of their brethren, and he's a liar. So where the blessing is not spoken, the enemy is filling in the blanks. 
He is coming in and trying to make everything point out, everything negative that he can. I say we need to override what the devil is doing and say what we mean. Hallelujah. We need to release the blessing with our tongues. I know that it's easy to go through life pointing out what needs to be done, pointing out what uh, should have been done, pointing out corrective remarks. That is easy. It, our flesh just loves doing that. And, and they say that the parent and child that get along the least are usually the two that are most alike, okay? It's because they see what they don't like about themselves in the, in the other one, and they're always pointing it out, and then there's the backfire. Let me tell you what. What we need to realize as the enemy would use our tongues to destroy relationships, God wants to use our tongue to bless our relationships. And there's more good in your child than there is bad. Come on now. There's more good in your parent than there is bad. There's more good in what God is doing in this world than there is bad. And we need to release the blessing, not by thinking the blessing, but by speaking the blessing. We see Abraham spoke the blessing over Isaac. Isaac spoke the blessing over Jacob. Jacob spoke the blessing over his 12 sons and his two grandsons. The blessing was transferred through the spoken word. We need to take our children and we need to speak over them. Moses was brought into a, into a conference meeting with God. And God tells Moses, this is how you're going to pass on the blessing. Tell Aaron and his sons to speak over the children of Israel and the blessing. And as they speak over them the blessing, as they'll receive it, the blessing will be there. So we've got to learn to speak it. And then another way we see in the Old Testament of passing on the blessing through meaningful, appropriate touch, through spoken word, and then ascribe high value to the one being blessed. Uh, ascribing high value to the one being blessed. In other words, uh, the blessing is speaking to their good rather than their bad. Speaking to their potential rather than where they're at. Speaking to what God has planned rather than what the devil's trying to do. Okay, so you've got to ascribe high value to the one being blessed. I tell, I tell, because I don't want any of our three children to ever feel like one is less than the other. I'll say, Townsend, I love you. You are a man of God. You're going to do great things for God. And Morgan, you are a woman of God. I love you. And you're going to do great things for God. And God's going to do magnificently, magnificently in and through you. And Caleb, and I say the same thing to Caleb, uh, because I'm speaking to all of them, ascribing high value, and because they have high value. And I believe they keep rising to what I'm speaking, and, and it's, it's calling them forward. And uh, I don't want to speak over one and not the other, because even if the other one's upstairs, I'll still say it. And if, let's say if Morgan's upstairs, I'll say, I'm talking to the boys. I said, you guys, you're amazing. I just love what God's doing in and through you. I just love your creativity. And that Morgan, she, I love her too, because she may be eavesdropping. You know how kids sometimes are eavesdropping? I want her to know it as well. I don't want the devil to take that moment just because she wasn't in the room that to tell her if she was just listening in that, that you know, oh, he didn't say anything about you. He didn't love you. Because I take authority over the passing on of the blessing. I take responsibility over the passing on the blessing. And I know how important it is, so I'm going to give it effort. I'm going to give it focus, and I'm going to give it great thought because I know the power that it's going to produce in and through their lives. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. That, that takes you to the fourth point. You speak of a special future for them. You, you don't talk about just their limitations now. You talk about where they're going. You talk about the plan of God for their life. You talk about how their life is going to affect people and change people for the good. How they're going to bring more sunlight into the world than darkness. And, and you just speak to the special future that they have. And then you, fifth and final, you find through the Old Testament there was the declaration of a commitment to help fulfill the blessing. You don't just speak a blessing over them and say, now you're on your own. You're on your own. You've got to let them know. You're going to back them. You're there for them. God said that He would be with us every step of the way. He said there's no shadow of turning with Him. Great is His faithfulness, right? Well, we need to be an example of God to our children. And we need to say, we're going to, be, we're going to support you. Don't tell your children, you know, that you're going to be a great uh, uh, a pianist and you don't provide piano lessons for them. I'm just using that as an example. You want to help them fulfill, help them move into, help them discover all that God has for them. And there's things they'll try and they'll never pursue it. There's nothing wrong with trying things. Come on now. We've all tried some things. How many of you have tried something before and you didn't become an expert at it? How many of you ever got a guitar? Okay, hold your hand up if you still play it all the time. <laughs> a lot of hands went down. Thank God for the hands that are still up. Uh, how many of you took piano lessons? Because we need some keyboard. So look at all these pans. Okay, so all of you that just raised your hand, you're going to be up here playing Sunday, right? Ah. <laughs> how many of you took voice lessons? Okay. How many of you played sports? You went out for football. You went out for basketball. You went out for baseball. Were you, were you an expert at all three of them? No, okay. But it's nothing wrong with trying stuff. But when we try stuff, let me tell you what, we need to have the support of our family behind us. So we see through the Old Testament, meaningful and appropriate touch and spoken word and ascribing high value to the one being blessed and to seek, uh, speak of a special future for them and then to commit to stand behind them and support them are ways in the Old Testament that we see the blessing was transferred from generation to generation. But it didn't end in the Old Testament. You flip over into the New Testament and you find out the way the blessing is and the subject of the blessing is paramount there as well. So much so that Jesus' first sermon they ever preached was a nine-point sermon. Can you imagine? A nine-point sermon. And uh, he's preaching on the Beatitudes, which are the nine blessings. And, and he talks about blessed are the poor in spirit, and blessed are they that mourn, and blessed are the meek, and blessed are the hunger, and those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, and blessed are the merciful, and blessed are the pure in heart, and blessed are the peacemakers, and blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, and blessed are you when they revile against you and persecute and say uh, all kind of evil against you. Rejoice, he said, and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. There's a nine points of blessing. Jesus' first message was on the blessing. Hallelujah. Thank God the blessing didn't end at the Old Testament. That Jesus is stepping between the old and the new and says, I'm bringing the Old Testament blessing and I'm going to enhance it and make it even sweeter for New Testament believers. Hallelujah. So the blessing is available to us that Jesus brings to us. We see that when Jesus, in his own modeling of this, as a rabbi or a teacher, when he was out, he took time to bless the children. 
Mark 10 and 16 tells us that he took them up in his arms and he put his hands on them. There's that that's appropriate touch. And he's touching them and he's blessing. He's laying hands on them and he is blessing them. Hallelujah. Jesus is saying, even the little kids. See, the Old Testament didn't put a whole lot, folks in the Old Testament didn't put a whole lot uh, of, of emphasis on children but Jesus is up in this. He's taking the blessing and saying, let's make sure that it's going to the children, uh, even the little ones that are running out in the, in the playground. Let's take the time to make sure they're blessed. Your little ones, your grandkids and your kids, you need to release the blessing of God. Even if they're just goo-gooing and gaga, you, you need to release the blessing of God on them. Because if it was important to Jesus, I say it should be important to us. Amen? Number 624 tells us what Jesus said as a rabbi. This is probably what he said. He took the very words that his father had given instruction to release the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom, give you peace, nothing broken and nothing missing. And then they, throughout the, the Old Testament, they would add to that after they said all of that, they would add personal stuff to that in personalizing the blessing for the listeners at that time. And that's probably what Jesus did. I thank God He wants you blessed. I'm here to tell you today, God wants you blessed. Praise the Lord. The last thing Jesus did, did I say the first thing He preached was the blessing? Guess what He did? The last thing He did... You get into the book of Luke, chapter 24. Look what it says. And he led them out as far as Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and he what? Blessed them. And as he blessed them, now it came to pass, as he was blessing them, that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. So the last thing Jesus, he, he vanishes into the heavens, releasing the blessing, blessing them. Come on now, I believe if it's the first thing Jesus did and the last thing Jesus did, it's important. If it's the first thing God the Father did when He created us, come on now, and I'm telling you what, I really believe God wants the blessing on our lives. So here on this Father's Day 2017, I'm here to remind you that it is Father God's will to bless you. I pray your faith is rising to a whole new level to receive the blessing of God. I'm going to release it over you in just a few minutes and I pray you'll receive it and you'll walk in it and your life will be changed because of the blessing of the Father, the shalom of God. Because the blessing of God will do what other things cannot do. It was Jesus, Jesus uh, one time, he had uh, 70 disciples and he calls them in. And he says, I want you to go out. And here's how I want you to go out. And he's given them some instructions for their evangelism. And he didn't give them the four spiritual laws, which if he had, that would have been okay. Uh, he didn't give them the Romans road to salvation. The uh, book of Romans hadn't even been written at that time. He didn't say who has a doctorate here or, or who has got the latest church census or anything like that. He didn't do any of that. When he had those 70 disciples there, he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go up to a stranger's house I want you to knock on the door. When they open the door, I want you to say, Shalom. I want you to say, the peace of God into this house. In other words, I bring you nothing broken, nothing missing. That's the blessing. That's the blessing. I bring the Shalom. I bring the blessing of God over this house. In other words, I'm praying for God to bless this house. And Jesus said, if they receive it, the blessing is theirs. But if they don't receive it, he said, don't worry about that. You just shake the dust off of your feet and go to the next house. Find a house, find the houses 
that will receive the blessing. So here's Jesus saying, I want you to take the blessing into every household that will receive it. I'm here this morning, I feel like, under the mandate of the very heart of Jesus because every household that is represented here right now, every household that is tuned in by this camera and these cameras that are in here that are watching this is a household where Jesus wants to get the blessing in it. He wants the shalom of God where there's nothing broken and nothing missing in your house. Hallelujah. And if you'll remember, when they came back to Jesus to report what had happened, the Bible says they were hysterical with joy. That's what the literal Greek word says. They were hysterical with joy. And, and what they said is, Lord, even the demons are subject to us. Now, if you didn't know the context of it, you're like, wait a minute. What was this about the demons? What happened is they didn't understand the power of the blessing until they went and practiced it. The power of the blessing, when they would knock on someone's door someone they'd never seen before, and they would say, I bring the blessing of God. I bring the blessing of the Father to this house. Shalom. And it says when they would receive it, heaven would come down in that home and whatever they needed was manifested. If there was deliverance needed, they were delivered. If there was healing needed, they were healed. If they needed peace, there was peace. If there was, there was joy unspeakable and full of glory, came down in that house. And the reason why is because when you release the power of the blessing of God, God meets the need. Because that's what the blessing is. The blessing meets the need in a abundance. He is El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. Hallelujah. And these disciples were absolutely amazed. These folks that had been bound with demons didn't even know it when they would open the door and say, I bring the blessing of the Father to you. Will you receive it? They said, I receive it. And they got delivered. They got healed. Spirits of infirmity left. Come on now. I'm telling you, you need the blessing of the Father in your house. Hallelujah. And this supernatural blessing is invoked by speaking it aloud. God has made that clear throughout the scriptures. You don't think a blessing. You don't, you don't meditate a blessing. You don't write a poem about a blessing. You can do all that. But to get the blessing invoked, you have to speak it. You speak it. Come on now. You speak it. I don't, don't you believe in Romans 10, 9 and 10 when it says, if you will confess, speak it, that Jesus Christ is Lord, believe in your heart God's raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, right? Sozo, healed, delivered, made whole, stitched back together. Your eternity is made right. Everything, that sozo covers everything. Hallelujah. When you speak it, Jesus is Lord of my life. And believe in your heart, God's raised. So you got to believe and you got to speak it. Well, I'm going to speak the blessing over you. And as I speak the blessing over you, I pray today that you will believe it and receive it so that the blessing can be invoked in your life and the impartation will take place. Because there's power in our tongue. There's power in the tongue. James talks about that in James 3, 9 and 10, I think it is, where he says, with the, with the tongue we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse man who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. He's telling us we've got to stop letting curses be formulated out of our speech. We've got to stop speaking the curse. 
we got to speak the blessing. We got to speak the blessing. In Deuteronomy 30, 19, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I place before you life and death, blessing and curses. What does God say? Choose life so that you and your children, this thing passed on generation to generation. Can't go into this without eight, Proverbs 18, 21. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. And Proverbs 15 and 14, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Let's not break the spirit of our children. Let's not break the spirit of our grandchildren. Let's not break the spirit of the next generation that we, we have responsibility in helping in one way or another be an example and raise up. But let us use our tongue to release the shalom of God, the peace of God, the power of God, the blessing of God. Let us speak it over the next generation. It's too easy to say this generation that's coming up, boy, I don't know what the future of our country's like. I don't know what the future of our nation's going to be like. I don't know what the future of the world's going to be like. Let me tell you what. That's the talk of hell. Stop talking like that. You need to start speaking life over this generation. You need to start speaking life over the future. Come on now. Because we have the responsibility to release the blessing or we can release the curse. We need to speak life. We need to bless. We need to bless those that are in authority over us. Come on now. We need to bless. We need to release blessing. I, it's so easy to get on the bandwagon and speak negative and curses over our nation and its leaders. And you say, well, I'm of this party and I'm of that party or I'm no party. I've seen all and all parties represented and anyone saying they're not even speak curses. It's easy to do because who knows better how to run the world than you? Right? You don't have one nth of the facts of what it takes to make it all happen, but you know everything. Okay. I'm being sarcastic there. We got we to gotta humble ourselves. We got to humble ourselves. And we need to say, we need to release... It, it really think about it it really doesn't matter who is in leadership if the blessing of God is invoked and begins to manifest from the top down God's going to get the glory come on it's not about a person it's not about a party it's about God so we need to start there we need to bless our teachers how many of you know it's easy if you're a student to find fault with your teacher because she found or he found fault with your paper there was some red ink, so I got some red ink too. Let me tell you, you don't come to class on time. You're not prepared. You said you were going to do this. You didn't do that. And we love, I mean, it's so easy to do that. Come on now. We need to learn that wherever we go, even if we walk into DMV, don't say, I hate this place. Oh, this is an example of how government is run. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to spend three hours here. I, go and say, I thank you, God, that there's laws that just anybody, just anybody can't be out here driving. Because I'd probably be dead today, some of these, some of these crazies that, that didn't pass their test if they were driving. My child would have probably gotten run over by now. I'd have probably not had this vehicle. I'd have been, I'd have been crippled and, and looking for another vehicle had some of these folks got through the first time. Thank you, God, that there's a process and a procedure. And I release your blessings over it. Because if it needs improvement, let the blessings of God improve it. Come on now. You start living that way. 
you start living that way and you will release the blessings of God, whatever you speak over. And let me tell you what, we have a tendency to say more negative than positive. I know you got your halo on this morning, but let me tell you what, when you take your Sunday, go to meeting clothes off, your halo comes off too. I know, I know. Let us discipline ourselves and see the value and see the responsibility and see the, the opportunity that we have to release the blessing. It's the Father's heart that the blessing go from generation to generation. He didn't say release the curse, celebrate the curse. He said release the blessing, celebrate the blessing. Hallelujah. So I encourage you to release the blessing over your friends. Release and impart the blessing over your employer or over your employees or over your teacher or over your students or over your older siblings or your younger siblings. Come on now. Over your parents, over your children, over your husband, over your wife. How many right now, how many spouses in here right now says, I'll lift my hand to be held accountable before God that I get it that I have the responsibility in my house to release the blessing. I need to see if anybody gets it here this morning. I understand. I have the responsibility and I am going to take my role uh, in a more serious manner. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to release the blessing of God over you this morning. Doing it God's way. I want to speak it over you. I want to speak it over you and everyone who will hear it by faith and receive it. I can declare to you, you will walk out of here with the blessing of God, the power for increase, the power for, for a promotion, the power to break through the, the hard places that the enemy has been coming up against you. That They knocked on the door and they said, I bring the blessing here and the strongholds were broken and the chains fell off and the demon spirits went running out of the window, screeching and running out of the back door. Let me tell you what, you may have some demons hiding in some closets of your house, just to say. And there's things that's been holding on to you and you didn't even realize it. But let me tell you what, when you receive this blessing, this sharper than double-edged sword of the Word of God is going to sever the ties that the devil has on you. Sever his claw, sever his imprint over you. And you're going to be able to walk out of here empowered by the Spirit of God. Not only to advance in God's kingdom, but to share that with others as well. How great would it be for us to witness in Walmart, witness at the gas station, witness in our work, witness in our home in such a way, with such joy and with such gladness that the folks around us say, there's something about you that I want. There's a joy. You have opposition, but you've got joy in the midst of your opposition. There's struggle in your life, but there just seems to be a peace about you. I want what you have. And we would be able to share with them the blessing that comes from the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, and imparted by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Would you stand? Everyone that wants to receive the blessing, I want you to just stand here. Father God, we just want to come to you now. We thank you for the blessing. We thank you, God, that you didn't create us to be servants of yours, to serve you as slaves and to just be uh, under your task, hard taskmaster. Lord, we, we just thank you. We thank you that when you created us, you created us as sons and daughters. You created us as the crown jewel of your creation. And you gave us not only your life, but you want to give us your heart. You want to give us your blessing. And you want to release, Lord God, into us your 
your favor. So Lord God, by according to your word, we want to stand right now and we want to release your blessing over these, your children. Lord, I thank you. You've given me the, the role as a pastor here, a position of authority that I might speak your word and your word have power over those who hear and receive it. So I speak to every one of you today, every child of God. I want to say to you that God loves you so much more than you can even imagine. That you are special to Him. That you are a gift of God. A gift from God here to this earth. And I thank God for allowing me to be your spiritual father here today. And I bless you. I bless you with the healing of all wounds of rejection. And I bless you for healing from neglect and healing from abuse that you've suffered. The enemies tried to use authority over you and people around you to hurt you. But I release the blessing of healing in your life today. I bless you with the overflow of peace, the shalom of God. That, that peace that only the Prince of Peace can give to you, a peace beyond comprehension. And I bless your life with fruitfulness, good fruit, much fruit, and fruit that remains. I I bless you with success. Yes, I take the Word of God and I release over you today that you'll be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. I bless you with success. I bless you with health. I bless you with strength in your body. I bless you with strength in your soul. I bless you with strength in your spirit. I bless you with overflowing prosperity, enabling you to be a blessing to others, that you will leave an inheritance for your children and your children's children and be able to help those who cannot help themselves more than enough. I bless you with spiritual influence for you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. That many lives are going to be impacted and many lives are going to be turned to God because of the spiritual influence of your life. I say to you today, you are like a tree planted by rivers of water. You will prosper in all your ways. I bless you with a depth of spiritual understanding and a close walk with your Lord, uh, that it will get better and better and sweeter and sweeter as the days go by, that you will not stumble and you will not falter as you serve the Lord, for the word of the Lord will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. I bless you with pure and edifying relationships in life, and I pray that the blessing of God would come and sever every unpure and every bad relationship out of your life. I say to you today, you have favor with God and you have favor with man and I bless you with the abounding love of God uh, that you will minister God's comforting grace to others uh, for you are blessed my child. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying you are blessed my child and I will faithfully stand strong in the Lord uh, to be your encourager as you move into your blessings uh, as your pastor. I will stand strong in the Lord. I will continue to grow in the Lord so that I can take you into higher heights. I will continue to get deeper in the Lord so I can take you into deeper depths. I will stand with you as your pastor. I will be a leader unto you. I will hold myself accountable and responsible that I will always be one that releases blessing over you. Blessings over your household. Blessings over your health. Blessings over your family. Blessings over your children. For I'm 
here to say to you today, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus today and forever. And now let me close by saying the very words that God gave me to say. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you shalom, His peace, nothing broken and nothing missing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I spoke the blessing. You heard the blessing. If you believe and receive it, you are marked with the blessing. And as you go, the blessing is not to be contained, but shared by what you say as you go into this day and the days ahead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Come on, celebrate His goodness. Celebrate His goodness. Hallelujah. Now, before we go on this Father's Day, someone came to me and they said it was their 34th. Is Sister Cheryl still in my hearing? 34th, I think 34th or 44th. I think 34th uh, anniversary of salvation today. They got saved on Father's Day 34 years ago, and, uh, and, and they are just rejoicing 34 years later. The blessing of the Lord is carrying them. There may be somebody here this morning, and you've never yielded your life to Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, unless a man be born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You've got to be in a relationship with God through the provision that God has made through His Son, Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you've never prayed to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to lead you in that prayer right now that you can start 2017. Father's Day is the day that you gave your heart and life to Jesus Christ. And we can give our Heavenly Father one of the greatest gifts that we could ever give Him. Amen. Your life. And He says we do that through confession and through faith believings. And he gives us a, a, a perfect example of how to do it in Romans 10, 9 and 10. So let's just bow our heads, every one of us. Just pray this. You, many of you prayed it before. Let's pray it together if you sincerely mean it. Father God, I thank you for giving me life. And I thank you for the blessing. But more importantly, I thank you for eternal life that is promised to all of us who come to you through your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Jesus. Son of the living God. Jesus. I confess your lordship. You are Lord of my life. I surrender all. I am yours. I want to live my life for you. From this day forward. Jesus, I confess you as Lord. Because I believe... That God has raised you from the dead. You are alive. Now come live in me. And live through me. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. Praise God. Hallelujah.